Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On The Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben. Hut, hut, hut. How you doing, brother? Oh, yeah, you got all football in the brain. Everybody around here is a little wild. Yeah, it's Friday, start of the season. Years ago, this would be the second scrimmage coming up tonight or tomorrow for the teams. Now it's the first game. WPIL and Pittsburgh wave their wand and make high school teams now start early in football. Real feel going to be 80 degrees at the start of the games tonight. So we'll talk a lot more about that later on the Mark Sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We have back on the news line. I'm so glad to say that we've made an acquaintance of and have spoken a couple of times to Dr. Stacy Mastriola. She's an associate professor of accounting at Bucknell University. Talked to us originally, I think, in, uh, what, December or January about budgeting and setting up a budget. And then all that went out the window in March when we talked to her about <laughs> inflation that was nearing double-digit levels. So uh, she's helped us out throughout the year. Uh, she's been around the world since then. And, Stacy, thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for, thank you for inviting me. I really do appreciate it. So the latest thing that we're talking about is the student loan forgiveness. Uh, in case some of our audience hasn't read the longer articles or heard the radio bits on this, give us a quick glimpse at how this is going to work for folks who have borrowed in recent years. Sure. So uh, President Biden, of course, announced uh, student loan forgiveness of $10,000 for borrowers who earn uh, less than $125,000 per year or $250,000 if they're married, and those numbers will be tagged to your 2020 or 2021 tax return. Um, If you are a dependent student, meaning that you're still in school, likely that you're still in school, then those income limits will uh, will be judged by your parents' income. If you are a or were a Pell Grant recipient, then those numbers are doubled to $20,000. And um, there were some other interesting things that were in the same white paper that the uh, president released, but that's the student loan forgiveness that most people are talking about. And I guess I I had listened to your show the past few days. Um, I can clean up on a little of it. The American Rescue Plan of 2021 said student loan forgiveness is tax-free through 2025, federally tax-free, but it might be taxed at the state level. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Sorry you had to do that just to prepare. Yeah, you are a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the president also said that the uh, uh, extensions of the uh, uh, loans stops. This is the final time they're going to uh, extend the loan repayment period. What's the implication of that? Well, I think it it has implication on two sides. One is the Department of Education is going to need to get their um, student loan forgiveness straightened out in a very short period of time because obviously those debtors would not be turning back on their loans in January, right? So 
all that paperwork has to be processed. All of those incomes have to be certified in order to process the um, the forgiveness. But I think he did get, send a very strong message to uh, the borrowers whose loans won't be forgiven or who who will not have all of their loans forgiven um, that he he does intend to turn it back on in January. All right. So that may have some impact on the economy. With the student loan forgiveness, you know, we're talking about billions of dollars in the economy, not going to be there in the years ahead. Uh, The impact on the federal budget deficit and inflation, your your observations on that. Yeah, so my opinion, um, seeing as the White House has not told us how they're going to fund this program, we have to presume at this point that it will be funded with debt. So the government debt will increase. And it adds the same questions about tax increases in the future, because obviously somebody has to pay off the debt created by the COVID um, distributions, as well as now the, this somewhere between $300 billion and $900 billion. Um, I thought it was interesting, overnight, the White House released that they thought it was going to cost, let me see my numbers, I think it was 75, oh, 20, 25,000, $25 billion. $24 billion is what they're estimating. But, of course, the think tanks are much closer to 300 to $900 billion. Um, Inflation, I guess it depends on if you believe that um, as a result of the student loan forgiveness, people will spend that money. Um, and if they will spend it on goods and services, then that increases demand for goods and services, which will likely play, play out in, um, in price increases. I've heard people saying, well, you know, they're not paying the student loans now, so how would that increase inflation? But it's already factored into the inflation that we currently have, that they're not paying their loans now and instead spending that money. Um, and it is likely a component of the inflation we're already experiencing, which, while it seems to have leveled out at 8%, um, shows no signs of really coming under control. So people are going to continue to spend the money that they're spending now. Professor, I'm looking just at the sheets. That, this is Ben Reichley. Looking at the sheets that uh, Mark gave me, but I, I see that uh, your research interest goes into forensic accounting, uh, corporate <laughs> governance. Also, uh, you teach courses, uh, one of them personal finance. Uh, I use this term lightly, but how in the Sam Hill do we teach younger people, even younger people who are in business, even people in corporations now, any fiscal response? Responsibility when we see, basically, I refer to this as chum in the political water for the midterm elections coming out of the White House, because you just talked about the think tanks, you talked about the White House, but there just seems to be mass confusion on what is inflation, what is deficit spending, where this money's going to come from, and the more the government gives something out, the worse it seems to be affecting our, our economy right now in the inflationary uh, trend it's in. Yeah, I think you raise an excellent point. When I'm teaching personal finance, um, it's usually to seniors, so usually 22-year-olds. Their general understanding of the many cogs that turn and the downstream implications of upstream decisions is limited. Um, I've only been a teacher for 14 years now, so 
I don't, I can't speak, some of my colleagues will speak to that this is a change that 20 years ago students understood macroeconomic um, conditions better. I can't speak to that because I've not taught for that long. But um, I do, I am astounded when I go through the tax chapter, the tax um, module with them, at how little they understand, um, you know, what FICA funds and what Medicare taxes fund and what portions of federal tax go to different areas of um, government spending. So I, I don't know. We're, we're missing them somewhere. They're, they're educated, but not necessarily critically thinking in that area. And, and Professor, it's a great uh, comment because when my daughter, who now is in her second year of college, uh, she first summer job as a sophomore in high school, she came back and she looked at some things and she goes, Dad, you talked about l- not looking at the bottom line over here, but these things underneath. Uh, what, what's FICA? <laughs> And, 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 you know, and, and you start to say, I said, well, think of something that you and your friends, I hope, do well after you graduate from college, because uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Shovel, and some of my friends who were there were, uh, we, you know, we'd like to try to get a little thick of when we get a little bit older. <laughs> so so the, the interesting part is, again, the understanding. So now let's go, and I, it's just... It just drives me crazy that the media portrays these as as you know, sort of a you know helping help you know the the helping hand. I mean, it's a handout. But there's a gentleman who I quoted last week, and I think this this goes for these policies. And I, I'm going to quote him here: One of the great mistakes is to judge policies and programs by their intentions <laughs> rather than their results. And that was said by Milton Friedman who's, um, you know, a, a pretty solid economist and business person. But again, here's a program that I, I just say is is a political program, and it's what the Biden administration chooses to do. I'm not sure their timing is going to be helpful for them in the, in the midterms. I think their timing is disastrous. I mean, we're stepping outside my area of expertise, which is personal finance, but my opinion is the timing is disastrous, because it's clearly a a ploy towards the midterm elections. It's right in the middle of, you know, high inflation period of time. There's many other ways that we could have targeted individuals who are actually suffering from hardship, you know, that we could evaluate, that the, the Department of Education could evaluate hardship. Um, instead, in my opinion, he took the easy out, and uh, even even the extra $10,000 to the Pell Grant um, uh, recipients, just because people received Pell Grants 10 years ago doesn't mean that they're not today doctors and lawyers. And Professor, one thing that only gets a little coverage, I mean, even the Wall Street Journal barely on this surface on this, and I, in full disclosure, I do have uh, adult beverages with the president of a local university and, and good, good chatter among it, but is there a point that the universities and the colleges might be complicit in creating part of this problem <laughs> and this is your opinion outside your area of expertise and now you're tra- you have to tread lightly so uh, you have an open mic Stacy. <laughs> Ben's mean Ben's very very mean um, I, I think we all do I think parents want their kids to have quote the college experience which includes you know fancy dorm rooms and good food and gyms and you know, if you look at any college, they're building infrastructure to um, make college nice. When I went to college at Rutgers University, I had 
four girls in one room and, you know, bathroom that 40 girls on a hall shared. And that was my, quote, college experience. Uh, that is not today's residential college experience. So I think to some extent, the colleges are trying to satisfy what they perceive to be the demand of the families. And, you know, the families compare schools and the student says, oh, but this one has a pool or this one has whatever, you know, non, non, I think students are deciding based on more than just education and maybe less and less on the actual education. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. And the professor, it's, it's resort status. You, you, you know, they yeah. walk around these campuses and it's almost like, you know, I had a uh, person, uh, a oh, family from Long Island, Long Island uh, walking around Seals Grove uh, Wednesday and their daughter's thinking of coming here and they compared some other schools and one of them was University of Hartford, one was University of Albany. I'm sure they're great schools. I sort of looked at them and they said, this is sort of a nice hometown feeling here and the campus is nice. And the mother said, yes, we'd like our daughter to learn some of these schools seem to be more interested in the showing us the amenities, like you just talked about, the pool, the workout area, this and that, which is all nice, but it's not resource status. But, Professor, I did want to ask you a quick question. you got University of Tennessee down here, so I hope the Vols can fight back a little bit in the SEC. But an interesting question, though, Georgia State, were you able to enjoy the varsity every now and then down at Georgia State? Yeah, I'm afraid my master's program I did part-time at night, so I enjoyed the Vols in my Ph.D. program more than I enjoyed um, any amenities that Georgia State offered. I was a, a commuter student for Georgia State. Okay. I did get the degree. So. All right. Okay. All good. Well, thank you so much. Uh, anything that relates to your expertise or your observations you wish to add in that maybe we didn't ask? I think these have really been tremendous insights, and we appreciate that. Anything you would like to add? Yeah, I guess I'd like to point out that um, there were some other components of the declaration that really haven't received a lot of um, a lot of press. So the Department of Education is proposing several changes to the student loan payment calculations that will result in lower monthly payments for student loans when they start repaying in January. They're going to cut the minimum student loan payments from 10% of discretionary income to 5% of discretionary income. I cannot tell from the white paper whether this has been decided. They're using the language, quote, proposed. So I'm not sure that the, I, I, it feels like this is in the works, but that would um, that would significantly lower um, the remaining student loan payments. They're also proposing to raise the amount of the non-discretionary income, um, so that also would lower the monthly payments. And they want to cover the borrower's unpaid monthly interest from the income-based repayment plans. So there's more to this that's going to come out, and I'm kind of curious if it'll pepper out between now and the midterm elections. Um, solely from a timing perspective. I'm not saying anything about the midterm elections. Right. That's interesting. Well, Mark, should we ask you, uh, Professor, your favorite place you traveled this summer? I heard you were around the around the world. <laughs> yeah, we, we did New England in the RV this summer, and oh. definitely the coast of Maine. I mean, the coast of Maine was just, we, we hit it at the right time in the season. The weather was beautiful, but yeah, I really enjoyed the coast of Maine. A little uh, lobster, I'm going to say, probably once or twice. 
I ate so much lobster <laughs> that I think my nails grew into claws. Yeah, but, you know, you, it's hard in central Pennsylvania to get that kind of quality seafood. It's hard. Well, thank you so much for yeah, your observations you. and insights. We really always appreciate your uh, your uh, your opinions. Uh, you are welcome to come to our studios in person one day. We'll schedule a moment in the future when all of this is kind of weighing in and all these uh, budget and, and financial and uh, governmental and loan and accounting sort of things are weighing together, and we'll have you in our studios. We'd love to talk to you, but on a day that mean Ben is not here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he set me up. That wasn't right. I think, I think a financial Friday would be an excellent. We do a financial Friday, the first Friday of the month, and I think, Professor, you would bring, you would enlighten us from the hardcore commerce numbers into the real world numbers from, from your uh, your expertise. And part of it is, if you've been only teaching 14 years, you've been in the workforce, you, you've been in private business, so you, you'd, you'd bring a, a well-rounded uh, uh, thought process to our uh, Fridays. Well, it is my, my my mission is to take all of this uh, business, finance, accounting speak and try and make it understandable for, for regular people to know what this means to them so that they can be educated, so that they can make better decisions and vote more um, more intelligently or more, more knowledgeably. Um, yeah, so I would be glad to, and I would love to tour the studio. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll certainly talk mm-hmm. again. Thanks, Mike Verlazzo, for uh, reminding us that you're full of tremendous mm. insights on these topics. We appreciate him, too. Thank you so much, Stacy. Yep, we you. will talk again. Okay. Have a great day. Dr. Stacy Mastriola, a associate professor of accounting at the Freeman College of Management mm. at Bucknell University. Uh, she sent us an email. She said she had traveled over the summer. I thought it said overseas. Well, no. That's why I said that. <laughs> well, you know, so if you go to Maine, you do, I mean, you can say you're almost in a Europe-like atmosphere, but a great state. Uh, okay. uh, it is uh, excellent if you're on the, sh- the uh, shores there and you, uh, you can uh, have some very good lobster, as uh, the professor told us. And, again, uh, thanks to Mike Palazzo, a good man up at Bucknell, uh, who uh, has scouted us many good guests, Mark, over the years. All right. We appreciate that. All right. We got one call coming in. We'll take more comers. Uh, we're going to open up the phone. So on the Mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. You can call us, 1-800-795-9565. Did talk quite a bit yesterday about the student loans, but we, maybe there's something else on your mind. I do not believe student loans is the subject of the three emails pending, so we will get to those. And we do got one caller on the line, so uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the sacredness of contracts has been brought up a couple times this week, too. Mm. Uh, so we can discuss that. <laughs> Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
by the onerous Republicans. All right. Okay. Chum yeah. in the water. All right. Well, we'll get to that explanation. we got two callers and uh, six minutes. Oh, goodness gracious. So, uh, off the air might be uh, as good as on the air, or maybe better. Less than three <laughs> minutes each caller. Joseph, go right ahead. You get uh, 2.99 minutes. That all. Well, anyway, I want to call about these uh, student loans. The government loaned them the money, right? Uh, government or private uh, businesses through the government. Depends on your Pell Grant or whichever loan you got. Okay. My question is, when they're gonna, are they going to receive a check for $10,000 or whatever, right? Is it income? Yeah. Is that ordinary income that they're going to have to pay tax okay. on? Here's, here's what I don't understand. If they're going to forgive them like $10,000 on their loan, why don't they just go and knock that $10,000 off instead of giving them a check for $10,000 that they can use to go out and go to wherever they want to do and spend that money? Joseph, what? I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's the program. And the other part of this that the professor talked about is the White House has not disclosed the cost of the debt forgiveness or how it's going to work, that's what they're going. Here, here, I believe, is the bottom line, and let's look at this in a month. This is, again, chum in the water for the midterm elections. Technically, I the, the president can't what do this. I'm saying is, if it's going to go against the loan that they have, why not? Don't give them any money, just write that uh, exactly, off the loan. But they don't know this. They're throwing this out there just to say to get votes and to do this. The other part of this is it's going to be challenged in courts. Pelosi talked about this last year, I think, about 13 months ago. The president can't do this. So th- this is all going to be a ruse. And it, it, it is, it is again, if the White House doesn't know what to do. They can't answer the questions on it. They, they well, think... They think it might this be. This we live in today. When you make a contract, you don't have to stand up to it. I know when I get renters in and I have a lease that they sign a contract, and it says that if they don't pay the rent, they they can they have to be out. If they uh, tear up the property, whatever, they're out, and they sign that. But I can't do that. I can't enforce that. The government says I have to pay them two hundred and some dollars. Wait another month and uh, then maybe get to evict them. Uh, that isn't right. I mean, if I, when I make a contract, verbal or written, I, I own up to it. I have to own up to it. I will own up to it, you know? All right. We got you. Yes. But, and uh, this we, society we, today, the government's telling them, well, you don't, have to, you don't have to do that. I talked to Dan Flood about that. Uh, he said, yeah, I understand. The landlords uh, get the raw end of the stick, you know? You talked to and Dan Flood about that? About it. The, the Dan Flood? From the grave? Pardon me? When did you talk to Dan Flood about that? <laughs> oh, some years back. Yeah, I, so, say I so. think 30, last century. Yeah, 30 years ago. All right, thank you so much, Joseph. Thanks for checking in. All right, Stan, you get the next three minutes. Go right ahead. All right, uh, I got one question about the student loan thing. Uh, so it applies to the people that have student loans right now. And people in the future will be getting student loans to pay for the college. So what's going to happen to them? Is that is this their uh, lead up to free college education for everyone? <laughs> well, colleges are going to raise, some colleges will raise their price $9,000. Well, I understand that. But like I said, what's going to be their next step? Because this only applies to people that have loans right now, correct? Yeah. So, so there's going to be people in the future that will be demanding the exact same thing for themselves. 
Well, and they Correct. Won't, they won't get it. They're going to draw the line. Oh, really, Mark? After, after the <laughs> midterm elections, <laughs> after the midterm elections, they're going to draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, but I mean that that question's unanswered, and it'll remain unanswered, and it's how they're going to pay for it. Old uh, their press secretary John Clare, whatever her name is, says, "Well, with the Inflation Reduction Act, the money they're they're going to get from the taxes that they're going to collect is going to pay for this, yeah. and it's going to reduce the debt, the the, the debt by one point whatever trillion dollars, which we all know is a bold-faced lie." Yeah, and pigs are going to fly next week. Right, right, right. Yeah, and they're going to turn their ears into silk purses. Mm-hmm. So now there's something else on here that I, that I, for all the people out there that want to get think we need to get into electric vehicles, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Over in China right now, they are cutting back on electricity and turning off the charging stations. And evidently, they have a vehicle over there that they can go to a battery swap place and they swap out the battery. You know, fully charged for the you know. Oh, Stan, one hold it! I, I've seen these batteries. These batteries aren't like something in your phone or on a rotary laser or your drill well, or something. These this, things this are. This is in China, Ben. Well, okay. this is in China, and I don't know what the car is. It's they got Teslas in this other one. I forget the exact name of it. Wow, the brand, but evidently they can swap them out pretty fast. That's that's the way it is. That's the way the article that I read is put. But they're also asking these people with those particular vehicles to charge their vehicles at home, bring them to the swap station, swap their charge, fully charged battery out for a near-dead battery so they can take it back and charge it on their electricity. That sounds like Makes the old uh, VHS store, Blockbuster, be kind, yeah. <laughs> rewind. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I don't know, but you know they're having problems over there with the severe drought, and they, they depend a lot on hydroelectric, so the rivers don't flow as fast. So they're not able to uh, create as much electricity, and well, it's as do hot. We. So they're using a lot of electricity. So they're cutting back on the, the charging for people with EVs. Is that what's going to happen here? All these people that want the EVs need to think about this stuff because we do not have the infrastructure to take care of these vehicles. All right, everybody should go yeah. solar. Judge policies and programs uh, by the results. Either, Mark. And people that live in apartment buildings don't have access to charging. Yep, good luck. That's a long extension cord from the 16th floor. (laughs) Thank you, Stan. Thanks for calling in. All right. right, Appreciate our first two callers of the day, our first three callers, one of whom was Professor Mastrioli from Bucknell University. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty... News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is across from me. Mr. Rob's on the other side of the glass. Always appreciated. He takes fabulous care of us at all times. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's happy about his Phillies and looking forward to his Eagles. Right. Everybody's going to do super, super, super well. So, all right. Well, we're going to open up the phone. So we have news headlines coming up. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Now, we talk 
talked about student loans. Professor Stacy Mastrioli of Bucknell University mm-hmm. called in and uh, agreed with Ben that you really don't see anything in here that would affect the high cost. It's rare that I think from Washington, D.C., you see such a major fix for a dilemma with absolutely nothing about the disease itself. It's not know. even a fix, Mark. It's not even a Band-Aid. Well, okay. The band well, you Call You're it what you want. It's, that's but fine. One stitch on a huge wound. <laughs> yes. But in any event, uh, the fact is that there... But he didn't say anything about college costs or, or you know, student responsibility or anything. I believe the number so. is in the last 30 years, and don't hold me to this, but college costs are up like 300%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost basically moving that up is at 112. There's just a the, the co- college and universities need to have a um, let's see a come to uh, whomever they want to moment and understand their cost structure. And you are putting people in a situation where they're coming for your services, and when they leave, the services you give them do not cover what you charge them for your services. That is pretty basic, and that's what's happening. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You'd like to remark about this? We'd love to hear from you. The sanctity of contracts, not fixing anything related to the college uh, issues themselves. Uh, just mm-hmm. the fact that uh, you're you're buying votes. Uh, these are all the kind of comments we've heard so far. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. We would like you to if you text us to. Send it to 70236 and include the keyword uh, OTM, three letters at the very beginning of the message, then a space, and then you got 150 characters left. Mark, if I could throw this out for the rest of the show, let's look at one word that people can call in and talk about, and it's accountability. Personal accountability. Government accountability. Government accountability. College accountability. Accountability. Are you accountable for your actions? Whether and you're a college uh, or a government or a president yeah, or a student and, and, and or a parent. And we see this. And, and people want to talk about everything from, and I'll put this out there, abortion. Are you accountable for maybe what you've done and then later you might need something? Are you accountable if you went to college and you signed on the dotted line? You know, Mark, there's people who are saying, well, these students were hooked. Now, we're not talking about the, the schools and, and uh, the one, you know, learn how to fly in one week. We're talking about, but then you have some of these same people are saying, well, it's okay for middle schoolers or junior highs or elementary schools to then look at changing their gender. Yeah, it's okay for them to sign and, and go and, and, and look at doing stuff like that. But no, at 17, 18, 19, they, they were hoodwinked into signing papers for a student loan. I mean, th- th- this, this spectrum is getting to the bizarre. We're talking about unicorns jumping over rainbows and trying to understand this stuff. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, those observations. You can email us at onthemarket.com. We all know that SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers, or more sedans for Ben is what it stands for. Uh, Let's see, sedans for Ben and Mark is what it stands for. 
Uh, it comes with that, though, the need for more behind-the-scenes employees. Well, they have a lot of awesome technicians there. I'll certainly attest well, to I that. I think it's called satisfying Mark's curiosity <laughs> about these vehicles. I th- oh, I like Especially these EV vehicles. <laughs> I know. They're nice. Oh, that Mustang was crazy. I was so happy to drive that. Oh, you and April and that EV Mustang with the hood down driving <laughs> through Sunbury. I heard, I got texts that they thought the king and queen were in town. We're in town, right. All right. There were flowers being thrown out at your vehicle. Ben, if this uh, underground infrastructure thing doesn't work out, they're looking for entry-level technicians mm-hmm. to work in the quick lane, light truck service, car service, heavy truck service, body frame alignment, towing department, paint department, alignment department, parts department, you name it. I yeah, think if, we can do it, Mark. You, you and I can go down smart, and... Uh, they'd love to meet you down there, there at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. They also sell a new Ford, Hyundais, and uh, Kias. Uh, we talked about some of the uh, vehicles this week. Let's talk about the Kia K5. This is 100% affordable. It's basically the Optima sedan. You're familiar with that. That was that wonderful car that was like the car of the year with Consumer Reports. Well, this is morphed into the K5. Uh, you're going to get 30 miles of the gallon average, which means on the highway from exit to exit, you'll be in the 40s and maybe in the dead of winter if you're only driving a short distance off and on. You're going to be probably down into the 20s. You cannot pay more than $30,000 for the K5. It is a smaller mm-hmm. sedan. Great, great power. 32 miles to the gallon overall. Has the uh, forward collision warning, uh, rear cross-track warning, automatic emergency braking, lane-keeping assisting, and lane departure warning. It's got it all going on. So it's just one of the great vehicles, the Kia K5. Stop so down, check see it out. Austin about that, ask about this car, and also ask Austin about his golf game. Oh, how's he golfing? Not too good? No, he's he's as as his golf game is with his sales numbers. It's way up there, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sales oh, number, good to be up there. Okay, right. He's not subpar <laughs> just yet. All right, some very brief news headlines here. Uh, Reagan Street reopened in time for the Thursday rush hour in Sunbury. Reagan Street had a $1 million underground infrastructure mm-hmm. project there that consisted of installing significantly larger sewer and stormwater pipes. Sunbury City Councilman Jim Meister says next they'll move on to Susquehanna Avenue and Packers Street. Mark, that's storm and sanitary sewer separation. Mm-hmm. So excellent uh, job uh, by the uh, contractors, the city of Sunbury, engineers all involved. Frustration on people's parts, but remember, we're a need-this-now society. Unfortunately, infrastructure work takes a little longer. Well, and as soon as we got into the project, they were got ended up in the heart of the supply mm-hmm. chain issue. So they were waiting for parts, you know, different uh, fittings and pumps and things like this. Good work by the contractor from Port so. Treverton, Pennsylvania, Snyder County. Every time it rains, Jim Meister runs down there to watch <laughs> the storm drains to make sure they uh, can handle. Jim's a hands-on type of guy. He yep. puts the uh, boots on, those rubber boots on, and he's staying there knee-deep with the contractor in it. But, uh, no, it's uh, it'll be all good. Remember what Nori went through? Unfortunately, Nori, it got put off for all those years. In a couple of years, look at Nori now. You drive through that. When the rest of this bypass is done, Nori is going to really come back into uh, the civilized it's world. It's going to be a ghost town. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're going to be able to uh, walk around on the streets. Forget Stand the sidewalk. Street. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, cause congratulations to, to the Sunbury Municipal Authority, the yep. city of Sunbury. Yeah, Mike Kerstetter and those DEP folks over there did a lot of work. Kicking uh, in help. some of that money. And remember, you get into this just like you saw over Nori. You open up the underground, 
sometimes it is spaghetti. You don't know where this pipe's coming, where it's going. Is this is this a hot pipe or is this uh, is this abandoned? And uh, no, uh, municipal guys, uh, ladies there in that authority go through a lot. But uh, no, the the project's done. Enjoy it and. Let's look for a good, hard, solid rain to test it. Yeah, they found things underground in Norway. They didn't know what they were. All right, $200 million allocation in the state budget will be used for enhanced mental health training aimed at making schools safer. David Payne is following that story. The new funding will come in the form of grants to local school districts to help teachers and other school personnel recognize behavior in students that could lead to violence. Executive Deputy Education Secretary Dr. Deb Carrera says the training her department will oversee emphasizes the critical role of teachers. Because today, teachers are counselors and they are therapists and they are caretakers and they are mentors and they are sometimes even security guards. This type of training is being called for nationwide by the organization Sandy Hook Promise, formed in the aftermath of the 2012 mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Pennsylvania Capital Star are analyzing the new Franklin and Marshall College poll. They say it shows Democrats Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman still have a lead over their Republican rivals. In the U.S. Senate race, Fetterman, the current lieutenant governor, leads Republican Mamet Oz 43% to 30%. In the Shapiro race, uh, he leads Republican Doug Mastriano, a state senator, 44 to 33%. The uh, analysts at Franklin and Marshall said, quote, if they can re focus their races to be mostly about the economy, then they have a path to victory, unquote. He says despite recent gains, the poll still points to some structural problems for Democrats and President Joe Biden that will still have a lasting impact on Democrats as they head to the polls in time for the midterm elections. Early in the poll, sampling size of that was 550. The Emerson College poll was over 1,000, and uh, you looked at, I think, Shapiro was up four, and uh, Fetterman was yeah, up Trafalgar four. had him. So, yeah, so a, a, again, that, that Franklin Marshall. I don't know what goes on. Frank is that Madonna's down there? Is that Terry? No, uh, he's down not there, there anymore. Oh, is he? Okay, he's but, back at Millersville. Yeah, Franklin Marshall poll. If 552 people, and also folks, look at the polls both ways. Look at the, look at their select groups and who they're. Is it? Registered voters, or is it likely voters? What's the percentage of Democrats, Independents, and Republicans in it? So, uh, yeah, beware of the polls, but I will say things will be heating up by September, Mark. I would say September 12th. Look at, well, the week of the 11th, Sunday the 11th. I'm on, on vacation. Look at the, uh, look Hope at what's going to get too now. hot. Uh, I think it will be warm where you're going. I have nope, another staycation. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you'll be warm doing your yard work, <laughs> getting I, ready. I have a individual that's going to help me paint the house. Uh, Sherwin-Williams is going to be there with me. So. Oh, good. That's a good partner. Oh, yeah, he helps. All right. Uh, let's see. One other, Another story. President Biden is calling on Democratic voters to head to the polls on the November 4th election in appointed remarks last night. He spoke primarily to Democrats. With 75 days to go until a crucial midterm election, President Biden hit the campaign trail in Maryland last night. Presidents and Republicans have adopted semi-fascism as an ideology and called on his fellow Democrats to vote in November to save democracy. 
Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. Yes, uh, he said last night your right to choose is on the ballot this year. Social Security you paid for from the time you had a job is on the ballot. The safety of your kids from gun violence is on the ballot. And that's not hyperbole. The very survival of our planet is on the Mm. ballot. You have to choose, President Biden said. Uh, Quote, will we be a country that moves forward or a country that moves backward? And finally, some other conversation starters. On Twitter today came word that a Miss New England, uh, no, check that, Miss England, this is Mm. overseas, this is literally London, uh, a contestant becomes the first in the pageant's 94-year history to compete without what? A swimsuit? Makeup. She oh. is a 20-year politi- political science student who has decided to go makeup-free in the contest to make a statement about the unrealistic beauty standards of today. She hopes to inspire other women to embrace their natural looks. She's, uh, let's see. Good luck with um, that. She's from Battersea. Decided to go makeup-free because of the social media obsession in England. Quote, it means a lot to me, as I feel many girls of different ages wear makeup because they feel pressure to do so. Unquote, our flaws make us who we are, and that's what makes us very individually unique. The pageant organizers introduced a bare-faced top model round in 2019 after being shocked by the amount of makeup and filler contestants had. Melissa will strut her stuff alongside 40 other women. Yeah, good luck with that, because I would say going back to which time. You want to go back past Cleopatra? Vanity has been the queen and king of society. People have looked and look at the billions and billions of dollar industry, but, uh, you know, good for her. And natural beauty, beauty in itself, as Mark, is like art. People enjoy certain thing, you know, pieces of art, certain types of music, and beauty's probably in there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Revlon is uh, shaking in its boots right now. But uh, <laughs> on the other right. hand, we'll have to see. Well, and they could uh, maybe introduce some um, not makeup, you know, oh, some yeah. stuff you know what, Mark? that's perfectly I think, clear. Uh, how about uh, Lawrence Reichley makeup? We'll, we'll just sell cans of, when you open it up, it's just air. When you, we'll sell vials of certain things. You take it out, and you're going to put your mascara on on and it's nothing to it. You're just have a little brush that's going to highlight the natural beauties of your eyelashes. And you know how much uh, how many how much space on the shelves Wise Markets is going to give us? <laughs> a big fat zero. Uh, about zero. <laughs> All right. Well, she's a pretty uh, pretty young lady. Yep. Uh, good for her. Yep. 1-800-795-956. Her smile and her teeth make up for... Uh, she doesn't even make up. A she, lack of makeup. She's beautiful. Come on now. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We would very, very much love to hear from you today. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six emails. We're going to read them one right after another when we come back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. The emails are flowing in mm-hmm. today. So what's your view on the student loan forgiveness or Professor Mastriola's remarks about inflation? She detects, a, it's hard to say, but a minimal impact up or down is probably what we'll get from this. But uh, hey, to be continued. One of our good listeners, John, sends us a note that says, good morning. I disagree with Joe Biden's loan forgiveness. I think it ignores a value most Americans share. Honor your commitments. In that sense, I'm surprised that Donald Trump did not enact this policy. He declared bankruptcy six times. So much for honoring his commitments. And speaking of unethical colleges, Trump University didn't honor its commitment to offer something of value to its students. It settled with a federal court to repay $25 million to the students he fleeced. Mm says John. I wonder if you could get a Trump University fleece back in the day. Yeah, you can buy them now, and they're probably a big seller. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit more to that story, John, but uh, yeah, the, the superficial or the surface stuff uh, you have talked about, when, when bankruptcy happens, people, for different reasons, you, you, you can look at that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, the press ran with that. And they ran by it, but uh, we can circle back to it, certainly. One of our listeners asking about the Snyder County Electronics Recycling. Contact the county courthouse. They take care of that. Uh, Let's see. Another listener says, Mark and Ben, I wonder what the reaction to the left and the press would have been if President Trump had done the loan forgiveness program. As our last emailer said, he should have done it. So... uh, I would have had a meltdown. No. no. <laughs> it's just my nature. Though. Yeah, but uh, you know, we just heard a uh, person talk about it, and I think we have a couple emails on this. Uh, the folks, these next two emails, if we do them back-to-back, will be uh, actually viewing or listening to the CBS feed because the CBS has tried to make a lot out of uh, this this uh, one situation here we'll read. All right. Um, so let's see. We'll go put it over here. So Republican members of the U.S. Congress are infuriated over the college loan forgiveness program. They cry, if you take out a loan, you pay it back. And yet the following members of the U.S. Congress received loan forgiveness on their PPP loans. Marjorie Taylor Greene to the tune of $183,000. Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, $987,000. Matt Getz of Pennsylvania, or Gates, right? Gates? Uh, Florida. Uh, $482,000. Kevin Hearn, $1 million. Mark Wayne Mullen, $1.4 million. And Vern Buchanan, $2.3 million. These six individuals have taken to the media to express their outrage at the unfairness of the college loan forgiveness program can you say hypocrite 
But the key is that these are loans that are intended to be yeah, I would not say back yeah, home. WRR and Tom, your your emails on this uh, again, you know, hearing everything. This is coming from the White House Twitter. They put this out. But look at the PPPA loan program, and if you meet criteria of that loan program, it will be forgiven as a grant. So that's part of the contract. That's part of it. So if these people did something wrong and they got special favor, yeah, then that sh- they should be called out on it. But sort of interesting that they only showed the Republicans who got the The loan forgiveness, not the Democrats. And again, that shows the Democrats good disingenuousness of the the media and the White House Twitter. The White House is throwing this out there. And the other part, too, folks, look at what Joe Biden talked about, President Biden talked about in Maryland last night. That's all trial balloons, how those are going to play. Your your abortion you know rights if you feel you know they're owed to you by the Constitution, the MAGA Republicans paint everybody as a MAGA Republican fascist. Uh, yes, what's what what did they say? Semi semi fascist. Semi fascist. Yeah, so what's that? Is that like in as German semi gut? <laughs> I mean you know semi what? Uh, and then uh, what else do you, do you try to talk about? Uh, uh, so those were trial balloons that are being thrown out by the campaign to see if Joe. Biden, if the president can add any value to the candidates in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. in the midterms, if those don't play well, Just you'll see Joe Biden in his basement in Wilmington or at Rehoboth. Yeah, and I think that speech is going to disappear in, in very fast. All right, another listener on the PPP topic, again from the White House and CBS, says the average PPP giveaway was $95,000. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, and not her personally, right? Some business that she's yeah, associated with? I mean, with this is... Uh, got 200 thousand dollars for her business. Many other lawmakers received giveaways. President, uh, present company suspected got four point six million. Uh, it takes a special kind of person to complain about these student loans. Yeah, and, and do do some research and look into what the program is. And if there's something that was done wrong by a Republican, Democrat, or other, then they should be put out. But you, you the loan program had. Uh, Let's see. I think the IRS uh, income tax uh, documents are sixty-five thousand. The policy sixty-five thousand pages. These loan documents seem to be probably in in the five thousand range. But uh, now there's more to that story, and CBS ran with it. Uh, Mark, what do we say about CBS? Uh, they lean left? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mark Zuckerberg now admits the FBI interfered with the 2020 election. What a surprise. And the same person says, sec- uh, well, not Director Ray of the FBI, and everybody who works in the FBI Washington office needs to be fired or transferred to a field office in flyover country. Mm-hmm. And let's see. One yeah, I talked more. to an FBI agent, retired FBI agent. There was a uh, number of uh, email chain or group of retired people uh, very, very frustrated at their organization. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you look at the history of the FBI, you look at the history in the last, what, 10 years, 12 years, and uh, the credibility of the FBI, CIA, uh, Department of Homeland Security has all taken its hits. Uh, you know, you had people like Clapper, Brennan, Comey, uh, these people are very disingenuous to the uh, missions of their organizations and uh, question if they've helped secure their parts 
of their departments, their parts in making the United States uh, uh, a better country in its uh, intelligence and its law enforcement. And one other email says the U.S. Congress has allocated $54 billion to the Ukraine since the war started. President Biden announced just yesterday that he is sending another $3 billion to them. This does not include the cost of donated military equipment. No one with an open heart wants to see these people murdered or lose all they have. We also overlook foreign aid, which last year was $38 billion. We need another Harry Truman to say, the buck stops here. A weak economy and inflation rising through the stratosphere can hardly sustain these numbers. Well, $38 billion federal aid is a, you know, you know, we're talking about single-digit percentages in our budget, and you have to have foreign aid. The key to foreign aid is making it work for both the country and yourself in the middle. And I've, I've said this in the past. I, I'd love to be the ambassador of X country. Let's, let's just take a little country like Jamaica. Okay, I, I go to the prime minister, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, I come here from the United States. Uh, we'd like to work with you as ambassador. I, I am a business manager of the monies of the people of the United States. We have $5 billion to give to your country. Now, your priorities you gave me and the list I asked for was you need roads, you need water, you need schools, you need social programs. We will work with you on that. You will cut the ribbon, the Jamaican United States flag will gather, you will be good. Oh, and here is a 10% uh, finder's fee for you and your people. <laughs> for your you, you'll be fine. And But we we're going to do this there. So then in the future, the next year, the year after, five, six years from now, you go down Jamaica and you see a United States and a Jamaican flag on this school, on this hospital, on this roadway. But there's ambassadors, you would hope, would be more business managers with the uh, taxpayers' money of the United States. Al, you are on the mark. Okay, I'm starting a new business up, Mark, and I'm going to have a little competition, Mark's painting. One week service. How about this, though? Al, how about this? You go over and you help Mark, and we'll record you guys talking. We'll come in and edit it, and we'll have a half hour of Al and Mark painting on the Mark. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Al and I are acquainted. You can ask Al Mark. Al and I are acquainted. Well, you know, we have good conversations. I, I think I think there could be some good give and take, and then maybe uh, Mark's lovely wife April comes home at lunchtime, and then sort of has to separate you two. But then you get back at it in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, That's I thought great. she was coming to give us lunch. Well, that maybe that too. <laughs> no, I have to give her lunch. <laughs> Anyways, right. I called about. Uh, I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask, but what kind of countries uh, normally? What kind of governments? of what countries usually pay for their college educations. Tell them what they're going to go to school for and uh, and go ahead and pay for it for them. You're talking about socialists, communists? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little red book like in China? different seeds being sowed. And, you know, it's by two different leaders. And if you look up Romans 13.4, uh, the, the leaders better watch what they do. But anyways, uh, there's two different seeds being sowed, and one was mega, and the other one seems like socialism. And one could be wheat, and one could be uh, the weeds. And they're gonna grow up together, but sometime it's gonna get harvested, and we'll have to pay for 
all this immorality that's going on and being right is wrong and girls are boys. But, you know, it's just another step toward socialism. That's that's what I think of the, the giveaway. Oh, the student and loan it's to giveaway. to buy votes to keep it moving that way. Well, you got it all going on in this call. Al, it's not going to buy votes. It's going to be challenged in the courts. It's probably going to be struck down. Yeah, it is the yeah, perception. Well, it's going to look good for the... Uh, for the season. Yeah, no, it's the perception of we were trying to help. It didn't. Right. We didn't help you, but we we tried to. So vote but for then us. Be the Republican and then if they want to go courts. on the abortion thing too, that's that's fine because a woman has a right to kill her child. But if my child acts up, I have no right to kill him. Well, the other or part is going to be inconvenient. You know, no so right to kill your child. That's well, that the works woman's out. Right. Yeah. It's nobody's right to kill a child unless it's. I mean, I've heard of some Jewish diseases and stuff where they actually let them be born, and then they're in so much pain they actually murder them. But they ask for forgiveness for the murder. That's I not. Mean, that's probably that, not that, too that's common. That's one way they go. <laughs> yeah. Probably not too common. Yeah, but uh, the other the other part going back to a, a scenario is the Biden administration. The president has looked at this as a natural national emergency. So under the National Emergency Act, they're going to try to get this through. But again, it probably won't hold up, most likely won't hold up in court. If COVID is a national emergency still, you think Act 42 would still be applied to the border? And they got rid of that a couple months ago. Well, this so, COVID, they're using it as far as they can to get us into socialism. I mean, they're training us to wear a mask. They're training us to take the shots when we're supposed to take the shots. Mm-hmm. And they're getting rid of a lot of good people in the service and doctors mm-hmm. and everything else, which they should be regretting right now because I said it way back in the beginning, the cure is going to be a lot worse than the disease. And corona is coming and going, but we're still feeling we're still feeling the cure. Yeah, and look what's going on in the D.C. schools. The mayor down there is just just on such the wrong side of, of helping students and parents. And, again, if this is still a national emergency, you see the CDC backtracking on what they've done. But uh, Act 42 should be uh, re-implemented at the border. Right, and, and, I mean, it's all tied together. That's why I'm jumping around. The convention of states... That's never going to happen because you're trying to get the uh, politicians, which, like I said, if they read Romans 13:4, they might shape up uh, if they took it seriously and, and, and just took the book of God and change it into a book of morals and redact uh, everything for God to Mr. Rogers, you know, and read it that way. <laughs> well, well still- Al, you got to remember, though, 90% of politicians, after their first breath, they are thinking about re-election. Now, it's not all of them, but it's about 90%. Let's be kind and say That's 80%. What I'm saying. They're all wrong, and, and they're in our life in too many places. Right from the very beginning, we had it pretty good with the Constitution because we had it up to our uh, eyeballs with King George and the way he was treating this, the colonies. And that's what it took. And, you know, they're pushing us that way again. We're going to get it up to our eyeballs. And and Ted Nugent was like, "Why did we buy all these guns if we aren't going to use them?" And it's built into the Constitution when it comes to a point. And like I said, if they're selling two different seeds, that may be the harvest. Well, uh, yeah. And if the great white buffalo is standing on the horizon, then you know the Nuge was right. That's right. <laughs> the nudge. And I'm just glad I got that knowledge because it, it helps me deal with what is going on in this insane world. 
All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Al. Thank Thanks you. for calling in. Bye. We'll see you in, in a couple of weeks painting. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to need all I, the help I, I can Mark, get. I think that's a reality show in the making. Mark and Al painting, I mean, we'll mic you up. We'll just record that and then come in and do some editing. Well, and I think a, that's a show. Al's a, a good Catholic. I'm a good Lutheran, so we would be able to talk politics. He's conservative, and I'm supposedly liberal, so we'll go from there. And I'll, I'll come over, and I'll put 99... The papers, I'll nail them on your door. You know, we'll, we'll do a reenactment of Martin Luther. I mean, we are getting rid of the front door. Isn't that funny? Oh, you would say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can nail whatever you want there. Yeah, I, I think a, a podcast. We'll get Chad Evans in here to edit, or however we have to do it. And I think that's a seller. Yeah, we won't. This will be a good discussion. All right, folks, uh, let's light them up. 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. Talking about student loan forgiveness, the contracts that are busted. Professor Stacy Mastrioli of Bucknell mm-hmm. said uh, she doesn't really see blatantly obvious inflation increases from this. And so what's your view on that topic? Would that help? In, would that, this help or hurt inflation? The contracts, is there anything sacred anymore? In what way will your government government pander to you, whether Republican or Democrat or tax breaks or uh, student loan giveaways, you name it. Are you accountable for oh, your actions? Oh, accountable. Yeah, we're back to Are that. Plus, we can mention Football Friday. We want everybody to have a blast tonight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at uh, 70236. Uh, one of our good listeners sent us a picture too big mm-hmm. for us to look at, so we can't see that. So send that. Whatever you want to say about that, just send us a note. We'll yeah. read that on the air. One of our good listeners says, the irony is not lost on me. Many right-thinking conservative Christian men and women who believe that Jesus not only died for them but forgave all of their transgressions and to boot go to a tax-free church to praise him to do, for doing so. They completely overlook the $1.5 trillion just given to the super rich in the way of forgiven taxes. But the minute the people, the people get something, they scream like little children not getting what they want. And please, Ben, this show is called On the Mark for a reason. You talked during much of the guest's time and talked over her and everyone else. 
Oh, one well, of our listeners. We'll, uh, we'll try to correct that then for the person. But the, again, the uh, yeah, behave, uh, yeah, the uh, misunderstanding of the tax cuts by the Trump administration. Uh, maybe the person does not understand. Everybody who paid taxes got a tax cut. Businesses, each each uh, bracket was reduced. So the line about the super rich uh, getting the tax cuts is just disingenuous and maybe misunderstood. So uh, a little research can go a long way, and uh, we'll certainly try to... Uh, interject uh, in between statements by the uh, callers. One of our good listeners sent us a link for a Rumble video. We could not get that link to work. We got mm. all their other videos yep. to work, but th- not that one. So hey, r- send that again. Real quick and on a real positive note for the young youth, uh, what we saw up in uh, South Williamsport. The games are played in South Williamsport. The Major League game was played in Williamsport at the Little League World Series. But the uh, team from Holidaysburg. That's Holidaysburg area. It's an all-star team put together, but they made a good run at it. But it uh, looks like uh, we'll see Tennessee and Hawaii. Hawaii is a powerhouse. Let's see if the team from Taiwan makes it and what terms the ESPN announcers will use. Will they call them Taiwan or will they call them China, Taipei? Chinese Taiwan. Taipei. Oh, okay. So we'll see that. But a real disturbing part of youth sports uh, happening down in Middletown, Middletown School District. They canceled their football season due to hazing incidents. Athens up north here in District 4 is also looking at that. And another school district, Mohawk. So we have these high school teams that go to camps in the summertime or do whatever, and you have these hazing incidents that are just there's just no place in sports for the hazing and the bullying that goes on. Do you ever on. get hazed? Ah, uh, a little bit, but then a little uh, stand up for yourself and uh Did you ever deliver any hazing? Uh, no. No, there's no no room. You're a team, you pull a team together, there's team building incidents. Hazing is not a team building incident. Some people maybe from the forties and fifties might say, Yeah, that's you know, the rite of passage. It's not and you know, we had it happen locally over in Mount Carmel. It was an unfortunate incident and you know, again their 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 football season got canceled. There's no room for that and particularly we're going into high school football. We're going into the fall season for the field hockeys, the boys and girls soccer, the cross countries, and, uh, you know, go out and enjoy sports. Uh, We just uh, heard uh, Dr. Gupta talk about that basically he was kind, but we are a um, sort of a big society, Uh, maybe a little on the obese society. So for young people to be out enjoying sports, they should be out enjoying. They shouldn't have to worry about the hazing or bullying that goes on. And that that goes for the schools too, but not just in sports. But great sportsmanship up at Little League World Series. Saw yeah. the player, the video, of the player that got hit, mm-hmm. and then the the player that got hurt eventually goes to hug and console the pitcher who yeah. was inconsolable after accidentally hitting a player. Yeah, that was in the regionals, but they brought them into uh, Williamsport or South Williamsport, and that played well for uh, for Little League. But uh, no uh, outstanding uh, games up there. A lot of interest because of Holidaysburg on the Pennsylvania side. You had a Texas team that looked loaded that got run over by uh, Tennessee yesterday. So you'll have Hawaii, who probably is the favorite. Uh, I don't know if the Vegas lines are out yet, but uh, probably it uh, looks like Hawaii could be the uh, the champs uh, uh, going into Sunday. But at least the favorite.
favorite going into Sunday, but that's why they play the games. One of our listeners sends us a note, uh, says, school is a choice, college is a choice, cancer is not. Help people pay their medical bills for cancer instead of canceling school loans. Well, there's something to be said for that. Another listener very concerned about uh, John Fetterman's ability to speak after his stroke says, oh, so this is what it's come to. The left will now vote for a cognitively deficient Fetterman, which li- much like they voted for dementia Joe Biden over a physically probably capable uh, President Trump. Well, nothing against Fetterman's physical uh, hurdles. But uh, his political hurdles are deficient. Uh, the, the man has, has shows very little of, of what he's accomplished. And, uh, you know, a situation where uh, maybe somebody can tell us why John Fetterman is the best candidate and more or less people try to... to look at d- the denials uh, from the standpoint of one of the negatives of his opponent, Dr. Oz, and the other scenario being, okay, what are the pros about John Fetterman? And the Democrats who try, we have a discussion, and they basically come down to, they really don't know. And as lieutenant governor, he's been very subpar. And, uh, well, both parties nominated. Uh, all, all, both parties nominated the worst of the worst candidates this year. Dr. Oz, surely not the best candidate among the Republican primary. John Fetterman, maybe not the best candidate in the Democrats. Of course, the most popular, so he won. You can't tell me Doug Mastriano is the best person Republicans could put up for governor this year. So yeah, both parties just but that was enamored the mark. by extremism, and you know everybody wants their. I don't know how extreme Dr. Oz is. Uh, if, if you think. I I think his popularity, you know, this kissing, this this kissing the star of fame in Hollywood really well, appealed. To you and I get a star of fame, we would kiss it, <laughs> I right? I couldn't get elected dog catcher <laughs> anywhere. So, but uh, no, I, oh. I look, look at the pros and the cons of the yeah. candidates and see. But the, this this scenario that John Fetterman has the uh, ability to lead, but now he does have some physical hurdles that we hope he gets over. Why? It's a shame. Yeah, I heard this one speech. He's terrible. He's falling all over the place. He's, he's his. He's worse than President Biden. He's, you know, having trouble stringing long sentences together. So, uh, you know, that's a shame. You're right. He had a stroke. It's a tough situation. Is he the best person to be U.S. Senator? <laughs> I know. I, I can't imagine. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. To be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. (laughs) 
Eagle 107 tonight. Our sister stations got mm. the Seals Grove Seals at Belfont. They start at 6 p.m. and mm. they're going to be on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel tonight, 6:30 p.m. WKOK's got Chickalemi uh, hosting Central, Central Columbia, and that's going to be on the WKOK mm-hmm. Sports YouTube channel as well. And then tomorrow's the Lewisburg Green Dragons, 7 p.m. A lot of a uh, lot of positives coming out of the uh, Chickalemi side. They have a number of, uh, I think, Seals Grove and ex-Circulini players uh, helping them. Uh, I think uh, Logan oh, the Libby, coach, an assistant coach, yeah, Libby. Gabe Tilford from Schick, the guys were all up at Bloom, down helping uh, Jim Kaiser. Jim Kaiser, good man. Your uh, your players will learn a little bit more than just football under Coach Kaiser. And uh, some people might say, oh, that's, there was a time and place. Nah, good fundamentals and some understanding, and sometimes a little uh, no swift hazing. kick in the backside doesn't. Not that you have to, but goes a little. Uh, far in times, but uh, Coach Kaiser, Coach Hicks at Seals Grove, taking his teams up to, as some people say, Belfonte, to uh, to play the uh, Red Raiders up there. But, uh, no, a lot of positives coming over on the Chickalemi Braves side. Let's see what happens. And then the big game uh, will come up between Seals Grove and Chick in a couple weeks. Speedy dialers only. You could call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and you can text us at 70236. If you missed the football games tonight on the YouTube channels, you can watch the games anytime you wish in the future. And on uh, WKOK, we'll have the uh, oh, that's a great WKOK resource, podcast channel yeah. and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And, and, and the players and can go back and listen to it or watch it or, you know, do do that stuff and that's a great and, and what Sunbury Broadcasting does for the for the area particularly on the sports side of it uh, you know excellent excellent uh, uh, resource for for the students uh, the players the families to go back and listen or watch uh, watch their uh, their people perform and that's a big deal you want to see a busy place come here this afternoon start, no, I know. starting about 230 folks in while well, the Belfont crew they'll be leaving a little earlier a little earlier and uh, and then I think I heard a little bit yesterday about five minutes. Uh, we hope the chief gets to talk a little bit more. I think it's in his contract that he should be able to talk 40% of the time. Oh. But that's going to diminish Kevin's uh, contract, maybe. But uh, we'll have to see if Do you think Kevin talks too much? Really? Uh, let, let's say this way. He, he is very passionate about his verbiage. I never thought that, but Steve Jones pointed it out the other day, and now <laughs> now you're saying? Well, the play-by-play goes, and then you pass it to the color, sort of like in a track race when you're running a relay. You pass the baton, then mm-hmm. you get in line, you get it back. But uh, like I said, Kevin's passionate about his verbiage, and uh, the, the chief is a, uh, a great uh, uh, wingman for uh, for Kevin. And like I said, I think they have a good chance to have a lot of fun broadcasting those games because... Uh, Schick has uh, some some potential to play some good football and people get out and see them. And also, uh, maybe next year, they'll be playing on a turf field. At Chickalemi. Mm-hmm. All right. 1-800. Well, scratch that. Probably too late for a call. So thank you, everybody, who participated and called. We had a very, very busy week. Some great guests and some great callers mm-hmm. and some fabulous emails and wonderful texts. So we appreciate everybody and our good producers, uh, Lynn Hall and Sam Tyler. And, of course, no, Rob Center. Sam in, too. Is there, yeah, oh, yeah. We bring everybody Sam in. Sam might be the, uh, and Lynn might be the ultimate utility <laughs> players that can come <laughs> off the bench and or come, come into a different role. 
that left-handed, they do it all. Your Cubbies, unfortunately, took it on the chin from the Cardinals. Phillies are playing good baseball. And uh, we're going into the NFL college, and uh, NFL seasons are starting. Tonight, the Phillies are on Eagle 107 right after the Seals game. Joined in progress. Jip. It's marked. You get gypped. J-I-P. Joined in progress, they say. Okay. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Thank you, Ben, for coming in. Thank you, Rob, for being producer. But most of all, thank you, everybody, for listening. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time. It is 10 o'clock.